Welcome to the GigTube Podcast, hosted by Chad Polenz, a full-time gig economist since 2018. Each week, Chad talks to a fellow gig worker, content creator, or an industry insider to dig deep into the world of the gig economy. Let's see what they discover this week. Hey, welcome to an episode of the GigTube Podcast, the interview show, the original show. Today, I'm talking with Precious Lesko. Did I say your name right? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Well, it's technically Leshko, but nobody says it like that. All right. <laughs> what kind of yeah. name? It's Hungarian. <laughs> really? Wow. My, yeah. <laughs> I'm not Hungarian. I'm Filipino. So that's oh, okay. Funny, but well, actually, are you, are you you're native uh, Canadian? No, I was born in the Philippines. I moved to Canada when I was eight years old. Oh, okay. Well, you're our first ever Canadian guest on this show, so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Milestones. By the way, thanks to Driving Addict, who just gave me $3 super sticker. Thanks, man. He's he's the Vietnamese driver that I interviewed last week. He's out of uh, Ohio. Yes, yeah, I know he follows me and I follow him too. I love his like his his TikToks. So So how did you end up in Toronto? Sorry, what was that? How did you end up in Toronto? How did I end up in Toronto? Oh well I moved here with my mom when I was eight years old. Um Uh yeah, I moved here because my mom made me. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like I was born in the Philippines. I moved here when I was eight. My parents separated and we ended up in Canada. So, yeah. yeah. You f- do you feel like a Canadian though? <laughs> I do, yes. I'm very proud to be Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I married an American, so I identify with a lot of American values as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. That's something, yeah, because I, I was going through your channel last night, watching a lot of your videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, uh, Try, you know, stop me if I get into too sensitive of an area or whatever. But cause, like you said, your husband was in Ohio or something. Yeah. So, well, actually, we're separated right now. So I live in Toronto, and he mm-hmm. lives in Ohio with his dad. So he's from Ohio. Um, yeah, I know. I I was mm-hmm. talking about how my channel has like an identity crisis because mm-hmm. my channel has kind of grown with me. So as my life has changed, as has mm-hmm. my channel. So that's why, like, it's better to follow me on Instagram. That's more current. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so um he's living in Ohio with his dad and I live in um in Toronto or just outside of Toronto with my kids. So You you have uh three kids? Mhm. Yeah. How old are they? Uh 7, 8 and 10. So my youngest uh, they're still was seven, young. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago actually. So, <laughs> yeah. I seen yeah, I seen them in the background of some of your videos. Like yeah, jump on the bed or whatever. I can't keep them quiet. They're actually, I was telling you that I was going to put them to bed early, but I actually sent them over to my mom's house so that they don't interrupt. Um. So they're not here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So how, how old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Actually, I'm turning 35 on Monday. Oh, okay. I <laughs> yeah, thought you were, on Monday. I thought you were still like in your 20s. I know most people think I'm younger. Yeah. I know most people are like I'm I'm I just turned 45 like a month or two ago. Most people yeah. are like, What? Although I do have this white beard now. 
that's why I wear, I wear I always wear like these white shirts it just matches my beard or <laughs> so you like, when you get older are you gonna like dye your beard like some people do <laughs> I did that a long time ago I actually got like one of those just for men things and I got like jet black and I I dyed it black it looked pretty creepy but it, <laughs> then you'd have to like do the redo the tips right because it grows out pretty fast Right? Yeah, I, I think I shaved it like a month later or something. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you're doing mostly corner shop and Instacart now? Mm-hmm. Mostly yep. corner shop, but I do Instacart. Well, you know how it is, right? Whatever pays better, that's what you do. So do you do or do you even have shipped up there? I don't think we do. No, because if we did, I, I must have looked it up because obviously I, I gig full time. So I'm always mm-hmm. interested in signing up for as many platforms as possible. Um, and, and I'm active on a bunch of platforms, but I, I mostly end up doing corner shop and Instacart anyways. So mm-hmm. um, I think I would have signed up for shipped if it was available. So I don't think it is. Yeah. I don't know if it's in uh, Canada or not, but I mean, mm-hmm. shipped is like targets equivalent of Instacart or oh. corner shop. Oh, <laughs> target. <laughs> Target was a major fail in Canada. I don't know if you're aware of this. They oh, really? launched and disappeared in under a year. Oh. <laughs> so that's, I think what they thought was that they could just launch um, in Canada and it would be successful because Canadians love Target. Like we love driving down to the States and shopping at Target. But what ended up happening was they launched the stores and there was absolutely nothing on the shelves. I don't know what happened. Like you would walk into the store and shelves would be empty and within like several months, they were out of business. So there's all these mm. empty spaces where the targets used to be, and they still have like the logo and the red ball that was <laughs> and there's nothing in there. That's so, weird. I hadn't, I hadn't heard about that. Yeah, I they kn- were in and out in under a year. The, the, I had heard that Tim Hortons was hurting for a while, but I think they're back now. Well, Tim Hortons was Canadian, right? Yeah. And I believe they were bought out by Burger King, which is... I'm not even sure because I don't think they're American or Canadian. Um, but then they expanded into the U.S. Um, I don't know. It's important as a culture up here, right? <laughs> like it's different down in the U.S. It's, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's important as a culture up here. I know. I'm from upstate New York. This this picture um, behind me, in case anybody's wondering, this says, this is the street I grew up in and where my parents' house still is to this day. Actually, it's right here it's off camera you can't see it but um yeah this is like a particularly bad snowstorm like on christmas like 20 years ago or something hey sarah elizabeth is here what's going on um yeah so anyway so like i said so i'm from ups shut up siri i'm not talking to you (laughs) my phone my google because sometimes it starts talking when i'm not talking to it so i unplugged it (laughs) Are you uh, an Android user or iPhone? I'm an Android user, oh. which for some reason on Corner Shop, they don't, they haven't developed it as nicely for Android. Like I, I see screenshots of the, the iOS app and it looks so much prettier. I'm like, it's really? not fair. Why? I mean, the iO, the Corner Shop app for, for iPhones pretty bad. It's, I mean, we could, go on a huge rant maybe we should just like we maybe we should like come up like top 
10 worst things about the corner shop app because like the order comes in they automatically assign it to you first of all i hate i don't know if your phone it has like this it sounds like morse code it's like like it's that's so annoying the only thing that's worse is uh bite squad which is like an old (laughs) telephone ring yeah and it So when I first started, it was so embarrassing because, like, there's just nothing that screams, like, look at me, like, that notification, like, everyone turns around and looks at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, Sorry. like, it, it'll tell you the store that they want you to go to, although sometimes it'll get, give you a few different stores you could go to. Mm-hmm. And then, but, like, it'll, like, there's no map screen. It doesn't, so, I mean, if you don't know exactly where that store is off the top of your head, like, it'll say, you know, 6.3 miles to the store, and then it'll say, t- distance a customer like 3.2 or whatever it is but it's like in what direction you know so like i have to like draw like a, a like a radius of 3.2 miles around the store i'm like that the customer could be anywhere in that circle you know but so, you know what's uh, interesting um out west in uh-huh. british columbia they're testing out um we have postal postal codes here right so they're testing out postal codes so over there when they receive an order offer, uh, the postal code is included. And that pretty much narrows it down to about, you know, two to three houses. So you can pretty much narrow down where you're going. Um, But if you're in any other market, they refuse to tell you where you're delivering. And it's really frustrating. So um, for those who aren't aware, our dispatch, they're called SOMS, which stands for uh, Shopping Operations Manager. And depending on who you get, you can ask them like, where's the delivery? Sometimes they'll give you the postal code. Sometimes they'll give you the address. Sometimes they'll give you the name of the neighborhood, which nobody really knows what they're talking about when they name the neighborhood. Um, Or they'll just tell you that they're not allowed to give it to you. So it's sort of a toss up. You can ask them, but most likely they're not going to tell you where the delivery is. So that sucks. Even the postal code, I would still have to see a map to know where the the lot the boundaries are you know it's different like in the u.s um the zip codes are very it encompasses a huge area right in canada the postal codes are very specific it pretty much narrows it down about two to three houses so you pretty much know where you're going if you have a postal Mm. code Um, but i know like where my um where my husband was from like he his postal (laughs) code encompasses like the entire city (laughs) <laughs> or his, his zip code, I mean, encompasses the entire city. So you yeah. would have no idea where the delivery. Yeah, like the zip code delivered. where I live in is pretty huge. It's probably like 10 miles across or 20 kilometers. I don't know. Do you guys use miles or kilometers? <laughs> we use kilometers. And that's another thing that was really annoying. So when Corner Shop launched in Canada, everything was in miles, which made absolutely no sense to us right like why everything was in miles and then they just switched the ios app to kilometers but they left the android app in miles so mm-hmm. but it, it's finally in kilometers now but yeah and it, that was really frustrating when the app first launched sarah elizabeth mm-hmm. says you're in canada yep, yes she's in canada. yes <laughs> toronto outside of toronto yeah it's like a random okay? <laughs> something in my mouth Stupid Leo jumping up on the, the desk I was going to say, my cat, when before we went live, my cat was sitting, like, right here. And uh-huh. I was like, he's going to shake the whole system. <laughs> but he, he left. He, he uh, his own thing now. What color is he? I have a black cat. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I have two ginger cats. They're brothers from the same litter. They have their own Instagram. I don't know if I told you their Instagram address, but oh, you should tell me. I totally yeah. follow them. I have they friends have... who have Instagram accounts just for their cats. Yeah, that's what well. that's what theirs is. It's called yeah. Leo and Logan Ginger Cats. It was originally Leo and Logan Ginger Kitties, but they're not kittens anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, they have like twelve, thirteen hundred fo- followers. I have like a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I should get on that. I should get my cat his, his own Instagram. Yeah, we'll I'll get more s- followers. I'll send you a link <laughs> when we're done. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Anyway, so um, what did you do before gig work, and what got you into gig work? Um, I actually own my own business. I've owned a couple of businesses over the years. So I had a cafe in, um, I guess, uptown Toronto. I guess you would call it, or midtown Toronto. Um, it was like a gluten-free, organic cafe. Um, and then after that, I was helping my mom run her bakery. That was a gluten-free bakery. Um, but the thing is just as these things go, when you work with family, sometimes you don't see eye to eye on like how to spend money and stuff or what to do. And I just wanted to sort of like go and do my own thing. And so I left the family business and the funny thing. So I started on Instacart. And that's a really funny story because I joined Instacart as a customer, I think something like seven or eight years ago. Like I joined a long time ago. And I didn't know I they've been around that long. <laughs> they, I, I only, I actually didn't think they've been around that long, but they reminded me that I'd been a customer for that long. <laughs> that's how I realized that they'd been around for that long. And I remember the guy used to deliver to me, he had this nice sports car and he was a full-time Instacart worker, but you know, they used to pay a lot better back then, right? Like, let's yeah. be honest, he used to pay a lot better back then, but he, he had a nice sports car and like he was making bank and I was like, oh, I could totally do that. So um, when I left the business, I decided to sign up for Instacart and um, that's basically how I got started. So, hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you were there in the early days when you got paid like buy item and like, actually, it's kind of like how no, Corner Shop is now. That. Like after that. Yeah, oh, okay. I wasn't there at the, at the very beginning. Um, I joined a few years after that. So I was yeah, a customer. I, I'm coming up on my three-year anniversary with uh, Instacart, like like right now. Yeah, because I joined yeah. th- this time in like 2018. And then in um, the spring of 2019 is when they changed the pay structure. So they would like stop stealing tips or whatever. And um I got like all the, I got like $800 in like back pay or something, which was actually pretty cool. Oh, wow. I've actually uh, gotten pay for random stuff, but I have no idea what it's from. I'm assuming it's hmm. from successful lawsuits or something. Thanks. <laughs> Whoever did that. Yeah. Like I would just get a random bump out of nowhere. I, I'm not going to refuse it, but I assume it has something to do with some back pay, but I never know what from. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then, um, it's funny because I always joke that I used to make much more money when they were stealing our tips. Same thing with DoorDash. DoorDash did this exact same thing at the exact same time. Cause like, I don't know what it is in your area, but in my area, the minimum with uh, DoorDash was $6. And then all these people would complain. Cause like they were tip pooling and like they would use the customer's tip towards the, the, the order minimum of $6. And everybody's like, no, we want our, we want our, individual tips and so then like overnight the the lowest bat the or, lowest order i ever saw on doordash 
went from like six dollars to three dollars and now it's bottomed out to two dollars which i don't know who's taking a two dollar order um <clears throat> so are you doing are you do doordash up there too so <laughs> i was mentioning this to you before we started um, I am active on DoorDash, but I've never done an order. I'm active on Skip the Dishes, but I've never done an order. I'm active on Uber, but I've never done an order. And uh, same with Rideshare on Uber. Um, mm. Technically, I could do it if I want to, but I've never taken a ride. So um, I am active on You're those not missing anything. I just, I make such mm. good money doing Instacart and Corner Shop that I, like, I like what I do. I like the personal shopping. Um I don't know. I've never heard anyone say that they actually like doing this, but I actually like what I do. I enjoy doing it. So uh, I'm not, um, I'm not really interested in doing delivery only right now. Um, and I'm a little uncomfortable getting into rideshare, uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I, I like doing Instacart too. I like doing, especially, well, like if they ever revamped the corner shop app to make it a little bit more like Instacart, it's going to be awesome. Cause like, it's, it's such a pain, like corner shop, going back to what we were talking about like 10 minutes ago, it's such a pain because like you don't know what the items are when it comes in. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm lucky or whatever because most corner shop item or orders that I get are like 10 items or less. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to knock this out in five minutes. And it never, it's never that quick because they're all, it's funny because uh, here in Orlando, the only supermarket for um, corner shop is Win Dixie, which is like a, kind of a lame, supermarket chain there's one in my town and it's like in like the bad part of town it's like all run down and dingy and dirty and all that you know i don't know where anything in the store is and like you have to scan the item and then you have to make sure like the barcode matches what their barcode has and you have to enter however many that they want and then you have to make sure that it matches like you have to put the the shelf price in or whatever the sale price is and then you gotta like and then even when you check out, like it's not enough to just swipe the card. You have to take a picture of the receipt and then scan the receipt. And then they want the the pre-tax yeah. subtotal and then the post-tax subtotal. It's such I'm like, this is a pain in the end. You're holding me up. I could be on no, my way halfway to the customer. Failures, speaking of failures in the app back in the day. So I don't know in the US, but in Canada, all the Walmart app, all, all the Walmart receipts have a barcode on the bottom. So that yeah, they have that here. Return, they can just scan it at the register. So they had a barcode scanner where instead of, because here in Canada, the Walmart uh, receipt number is really long, like <laughs> really, really long, something like 20 something numbers. Um, so they had a scanner, but the scanner never worked. So then they just got rid of the scanner. So now we have to manually put in those numbers and the numbers are so long. Like it's <laughs> such a pain in the ass. Like <laughs> You do... Um... Walmart through Corner Shop or Instacart or both? Both, both, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we don't do Walmart here. I think they do it in California on Instacart. Because, like, oh. Walmart has their own in-store shoppers. Like, if you order Walmart to be delivered, Walmart employees shop it and bag it and all that stuff. And then they have the, the Spark delivery. Although they also – I've done Walmart deliveries through DoorDash. And I know they also – like, it, it, it just varies by city to city. Like some cities it's DoorDash, some cities it's Uber Eats, some cities it's Point Pickup, some cities it's Roadie, and then the, the uh, Spark Delivery, um, Gig Mom. I know she does uh, Spark Delivery. I, I actually, I'm on the waiting list for Spark Delivery. Not that I, I really want to do it, but um, yeah, I, I haven't done, it's weird. I haven't done a, a 
Walmart delivering a long time. I guess they stopped doing it through DoorDash. Actually, and I'm 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 the same way as you. Like I I much rather do grocery shopping than food delivery, mostly because you're out of the car, you're walking around, you get exercise. I like the like the the scavenger hunt of trying to find everything, <laughs> you know, and like kind of like gamifying it of like seeing how fast I can do it. Like today, I did a triple on Instacart. And it was like 50, it was 45 items, 54 units, I think. I knocked it out in like 27 minutes. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I, plus, it's at a store I've been to many times before, so I know where everything is. So, Humble brag. I'm in yeah. the top 10% of speed <laughs> per quarter shop. But that, that's what it says in my app. It says you're in the top 10. I'm usually really, at um, 0.7 of a minute, which drives me crazy. Like, I don't understand why it's in percentages or in, in decimals. So I guess 0.7 would be 42 seconds per item is my record. But it's it's lower on Instacart. But you know you know how it is on Corner Shop. They The, the timing is different, right? Yeah. The time I, don't, I don't get how, like, yeah, Corner Shop, it, it calculates your... So the it's timer starts per minute instead of minutes per item, like with Instacart. Is that it? Yeah, no, it's uh it's a percentage of a minute per item. Like so it says <laughs> on mine it says um your picking speed is 0.7 minutes per item, is what it says. Mm-hmm. Which nobody talks like that, so that makes no sense. <laughs> like, so when people will come up to me and they'll be like, What's your picking time? They'll be like 0.7 of a minute. Like, what is that? You know, like, I know, and then you, you have to convert from decimal to because decimal is on a base ten, and then time is on base sixty. Yeah, I mean, so. <laughs> what the thing you can do is like with with uh, minutes and seconds is you can just like six seconds would be ten percent of a minute, or six minutes would be ten percent of an hour. So you just have to go by do multiples of six to get your ten percent. I was going to say, this is a good opportunity for me to maybe explain the history or the origin of Corner Shop, because then Mm. a lot of this stuff will make more sense. Um, So Corner Shop actually started in Latin America and Chile. And and this was actually in the lawsuit. I don't know if you know that Instacart sued Corner Shop, but this was actually in the lawsuit. Yeah, it was a while ago. They touted themselves as being the Instacart of Latin America, right? So that's... That's how they got big down there. And when they decided uh, to launch in, um, I guess, in, in North America, they decided to launch in Toronto. And so that's why I will say that I'm lucky to be in Toronto because this is, A, the biggest market on the platform, B, the office is here, the the warehouse is here, the support staff is here, like everybody's here. And even when you leave Toronto and you go, you know, like, to Quebec or to British Columbia or whatever, they don't have the supports and the staff and the office, the office that we have here in Toronto. So, um, yeah, but the thing is the execs, a lot of the execs are still in Latin America. And Mm. so there isn't even really any oversight on the corporate side of things here in Canada. And so like, if, if it does come up when we talk about it, you'll see like a lot of the times when we launch pilots and things like that, it's really disorganized mm-hmm. because we're running things here, but the execs are in Latin America. Um, and so you'll see things like, like the other day I got a notification in my Apple, I was doing an order and it was in Spanish. It was 100% in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. 
So I just ignored it. I have no idea until today. I have no idea what that message was or what it said or what I was supposed to do. I just ignored it. So like, I, I feel like that's why there's so much, I don't know. There's a lot of things that need to be improved on the corner shop platform, not just the app. And I think a lot of it has to, has to do with, I don't even know if you guys know, like in America, a lot of the American operations is supported by the Canadian team. So a lot of the materials, they're actually coming from Toronto, um, which doesn't make sense to me. If I ran the company, I would run it differently, but I don't run the company. So yeah, that that's why I guess it kind of seems disorganized because they're not even in the country. And didn't Uber, Uber bought out corner shop, bought corner shop outright. So yeah. but they kept like the Peruvian execs on or something or apparently um they actually were trying they were trying to keep the support center the call center they were trying to keep them in chile um mm -hmm. and i think they i just asked recently they just started hiring um in in canada like they they were looking for a bilingual because in canada our official language is english and french so they were looking for a bilingual uh song that's the uh, support agent mm -hmm. um so that would be the first time that they would be hiring outside of Latin America for that position. Um, a lot of the programmers as well. Um, they, they hire programmers in Canada and in the U.S. as well. But a, a lot of the team is still in Latin America. Did you say you were like a corner shop trainer or something? Like you train new yeah, people? Funny story. <laughs> they just got rid of that. So like, here's the thing, like. It's interesting because I'll talk about corner shop and I, I, I always forget that how different it is in Toronto. So I'll talk about being a trainer and how awesome it is that we get training and we vet people and things like that. But actually on Friday with very little notice, they announced that our entire team has been disbanded and we're no longer training um, anybody apparently. So as of Monday, uh, you no longer you're no longer required to undergo training to become a corner shop shopper. So Part of that was because attendance was really low. A lot of a lot of new candidates just didn't want to attend training. And also they want to onboard shoppers as fast as possible. And if people are skipping training, they're not getting onboarded. So they just decided to get rid of training altogether. That way they can just onboard people. All you have to do is pass the background check and pass the driving abstract and you can be a corner shop shopper. Um, I think that's kind of too bad because... The app is not the best. And if you don't have any guidance, you might just give up. Mm -hmm. um, it's like the Instacart app is more robust, right? It's a lot easier to learn. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's kind of sad. And also the other thing I was telling people too is like, could you imagine if we weren't gig workers and like you woke up one day and your entire department has been scrapped without notice? <laughs> just can you imagine how different it would be, but because I'm a gig worker and I'm technically not an employee, they were just like, I just woke up Friday morning and they were like, all right, we're not training anymore. Bye. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, you know, you could still be a corner shop trainer. You ever think about making YouTube like training videos? Like have you seen my, my channel? Mm -hmm. Like my claim to fame is like my Instacart training videos, um, which yeah, I've, I, I, I've considered remaking from scratch because they're from 2019 and a lot of that information's uh, kind of outdated. Mm -hmm. So like I, I, I mean, you do have videos on your channel, like talking about corner shop and stuff like that, but 
you were thinking about doing like a step-by-step like um, corner shop or Instacart, I mean, or both, you can, you know, like walking through the app or just like, you know, like strategies. Like, I mean, there's, it's funny, like so many people, I, I get a lot of like haters on in the comments are just like, how hard can it be to just do grocery shopping? And I'm like, yeah, it's not that it's hard. There's a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the best is when you deliver to a customer and they're like, well, I wish I got paid to go shopping all day. Like, (laughs) like I don't work hard or that it's not difficult or that I didn't just haul 200 pounds of groceries to your door. Like, Mm -hmm. like it's, it's not necessarily easy, (laughs) you know? So I think it's interesting. Yeah. Well, if you guys think uh, Precious is start making corner shop training videos, so I think you mentioned on your channel you were a fan of Gig Life, and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't really do training videos like the way I have or like Jen on the Go has or somebody like that. He does more like ride along uh, type videos, you know, like a day in the life. You ever think about making videos like that? So like when we were doing the pilot, um, for those who aren't aware, we're testing out delivery only in Toronto. Um, uh-huh. It's already launched in Latin America, but we were testing it out in Toronto. So basically I got to be the picker and um, I just stayed in the store all day shopping. And then we would assign deliveries to shoppers that were in the parking lot or nearby. Um, I actually tried, so we did two pilots and I tried to vlog and the staff at the Walmart that I always work out of, they know me. So they were like teasing me because I'm like in the corner talking to myself. And I don't know, like I'm still getting used to the idea of vlogging in public. And so I don't know, like I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm not quite at the point where I would feel comfortable filming myself. And plus I'm, I, I treat, my the Walmart that I work at, I treat it like it's my workplace. So I'm friendly with everybody and a lot of people know me and I know the people who work there. So I don't know. I just I feel like it would be bizarre. I, I have to uh I, I have to work up to to filming myself in public. All the uh Walmart employees know you. Yes, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily know them all by name, but we we certainly talk and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to wear like a uniform or anything, do you? <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this to you. So when Uber took over um, in the summer, I don't know if it was Uber's legal team or Corner Shop's legal team, but they went through all of our training and they were like, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't say this, you can't say that. And so they told us that we had to speak in a certain way because we didn't want to imply that the people we were training were employees and we weren't even allowed to use the word training because they said training implied that they were employees. So I think we called it mentoring or something like that. And um, legal basically came back and said that we could not tell people to wear the uniform because that would make them employees. So I used to wear it religiously. Like for the first, I would say like year that I was with Corner Shop, I wore all the gear religiously. And then when legal came back and told the training team that it wasn't legally enforceable, I quit wearing it. Like I don't wear it anymore. I wear whatever I want. So Yeah. I never got I never got a t-shirt from Instacart or Corner Shop for that matter. I did get 
I got socks from Instacart when I hit the uh, Instacart Bronze Club or something like it, the Tony Montana Club or whatever. Yeah, if you do two thousand badges or something like that. Um, so I'll be looking forward to see what I get when I get silver and bronze. I think you get like a do you actually a jacket wear or something. Have you ever no, worn any though? I mean, they're just plain. Well, they're just black socks. I wear white socks, so I don't really have a a need for them. You know. I don't. I, I just I. <laughs> I kind of laugh. I mean, this might not be true, but like when I see people wearing gear, I'm always like, you must be new. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because I think when you've been doing it for a while, you're like, I I don't care. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know if you ever watched DoorDash Dad, but he, he wears DoorDash gear. Like he wears a DoorDash polo like this and a hat. And I think he even has a jacket. And he said it's more about, for him, it's more about just maintaining a professional appearance, especially like when, you know, he's a black dude in a mostly white neighborhood. Like it kind of makes like he actually wants to look like an employee to like for like more safety reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like I, I get that. And I also, but there's like, there's two extremes though, too. It's like, and there's also the people that are wearing all the gear. Cause like, they're such dorks, you know, like they're, they're just like so happy to have this job or they're, they want to represent or something. Reminds me of, you know, when you get a boot camp. And mm-hmm. like when you when you go from boot camp to like your first station or whatever, you start doing everything that you did in boot camp, and everybody's like, "No, stop doing that, booter!" <laughs> you know, like you're wearing like, you know, you got like patches and banners and stickers all over all your stuff. You know, like you're like the biggest patriot, and everybody's like, "Oh, come mm-hmm. on, man, that's did that's booter stuff." My curiosity. Yeah, I was in the navy for ten years. Oh wow! US navy. Awesome. Thank you for um, your service. <laughs> yeah, my husband was in the U.S. Army, so he was he did two tours in Iraq. Oh, yeah. was he stationed in uh, in Toronto or something? Is that how you met? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we met at church camp. I used uh, to drive down to Pennsylvania for summer camp, and that's where we met. And so we knew each other from when we were kids. And then he, you know, he deployed, and you know, we kind of lost touch. And then when he got out of the army when he was discharged, that's when we kind of like. Mm-hmm. reconnected and then he ended up moving to Toronto with me um mm-hmm. but yeah so um yeah my it's complicated mm-hmm. I guess yeah. well let's get back to I, I don't know if you saw this uh from John McKellian he said I wear gym clothes when I'm out doing gig work joggers hoodies and basketball shoes uh I don't <laughs> know what you mean by joggers I mean don't dress like you're going to like a pickup basketball game though so I've seen people dress like that where they have like the, like a like they're coming straight from the the gym, you know. And I'm like, you look like a total like that looks like a total I don't give a shit, you know. Uh let's see. I don't see, want Ash- like, to get anyone in trouble, but see I'm friends with a security at the Walmart mm-hmm. that I work at. And they're always like trying to like they're always like, "Hey, do you know this guy? Is he an Instacart shopper or a corner shop shopper?" But like the Walmart where I work at, it's it's interesting. Interesting people go in there and they're always just pointing. Like it's to the point where I think, I don't know if you saw my post on Instagram. I think it was last week when I was talking about the, when you logged on the corner shop app, there were all these warnings. There was like, there was like warnings in the app. Like don't go to work drunk. Don't make dangerous U-turns. Maintain your vehicle. Like watch out for ice. Be clean. (laughs) Like just basic stuff. Right. And I'm like, who needs to be told these things, right? 
like I don't know, but like the security is always pointing out to me, like people like just they have their pants down by their ankles or by their knees or whatever. Like you can see their underwear or like they just yeah. they come to work high or drunk or they they need to take a shower, <laughs> you know, like and I, I'm actually embarrassed, you know, because I take my job, I actually take my job seriously and I I I do I do like to I don't know, like I I I don't like I, I want other customers to see the corner shop bags and see that, you know, I'm doing a good job and be interested in it. Like people do come up to me and they ask, hey, where are those bags from and stuff like that, right? So I like to be professional at work. And I think I'm kind of embarrassed when I see people either just not taking it seriously or not acting right or I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. I mean, like, I don't take it like, I, I definitely take it more seriously than the average person. I'm like mm-hmm. this whole channel is about taking it more seriously than the yeah. average person. You know, it's about um, like customer service. Like another good channel about that is uh, Jason P's uh, drive to win 13. He's the same way. Um, there's a podcast called the entree courier, Ron Walter. He was on the show a few months ago. Same thing. Like people who are like, just if you put in the bare minimum effort, like you're going to make the bare minimum amount of money, you know, and mm. especially with like Instacart with our rating system, I don't know if it's the same up there as it is here, but like the way that the algorithm uh, assigns, well, I mean now like it, Actually, it's funny. When I first started Instacart, Instacart used to be how Corner Shop is now, where you would just drive around and then the app would assign an order mm-hmm. to you. And now it's everything just gets thrown into the on-demand queue and it's just first come, first serve. But then it's also based on proximity, too. And it's it's really weird because you can actually be sitting in a store parking lot and you won't get orders for that particular store. And like you leave and you start... And then like as soon as I leave, like I'll get a great order for the store I just left and I have to turn around and go back. And like mm-hmm. where I live, I there's a there's a Walmart like like right between like you know three Publix and an Aldi and it's in like a shopping plaza. So there's also like um, uh, Petco and like all those other like Best Buy like all these stores that we I never get orders from. I never do. I never gotten a Sephora order. I've done like maybe oh. like two or three Petco orders never. ever. <laughs> I yeah. never go to Sephora. <laughs> I've seen them in the queue, but they've always been like seven dollars, no tips. So I'm like, what's you know, what's the mm-hmm. point? Yeah, John McCallion said, uh, "Can you ask her why Canadians say A all the time? It's A to Z." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Have I have I said A since we started? No. I'm not even sure. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, you're kind of a, a cultural mutt, you know. I know it's like Filipino, I Canadian, and American. In America, I've <laughs> grown up in Canada. But I was born in the Philippines, so I'm like all over the place. Uh, I should have said, uh, "Can you tell the viewers what your channel is a boot?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get all the jokes every like because like I said, I used to go to camp like down in the states, and I used to go to like all these conferences down there, and so I always get I get all the jokes. I remember people used to ask me if I lived in an igloo <laughs> and like back when I was younger, they'd be like, what music do you listen to? Do you know what the Spice Girls are or Backstreet Boys? And I'm like, yes, I have access to regular music. Like, you know, I don't live in the boonies. Like, <laughs> Why are they call the restrooms washrooms? I saw it when I went to Toronto. See, that's, that's not just a Canadian thing. That. That's anywhere. 
I call them bathrooms, which Canadians always look at me like bathrooms. Like, what? Yeah. Like in the Philippines, they're called comfort rooms. Well, you're not bathing in them. (laughs) At your house, you are, but not in a Walmart. Not in the Walmart, no. Yeah. Yeah. So they call them restrooms. I, I never understood that as a kid either. I'm like a ret. Like I need to take a rest in this particular room. You know. <laughs> Is it a pop or soda? You know, it's funny. I'm from upstate New York, and we call it soda. But like, if you go, I think no. it's west of Utica or west of Syracuse. Mm-hmm. When you start going towards like Buffalo, they start calling it pop. I know everybody in Michigan, Minnesota, the Dakotas, like along the Canadian border, they all call it pop. So what do you guys call it in Florida? Oh, they call it soda here. <laughs> no, oh, it's uh, pop. <laughs> like, <laughs> in Texas, they call everything Coke. Oh, that's like, like you in want the Philippines Coke? too. Like in the Philippines, we called everything by brand names. Mm-hmm. So it, it was Coke. It was a Xerox copy machine, not a photocopy machine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's Colgate, not toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how it is in the Philippines. So Yeah, I've never been there. I have been I've been to Canada a few times. I've been, the funny thing is I went when I was a kid, I like barely remember it. So I went, you would think like growing up, like within, you know, a day's drive of Montreal and Toronto, like that we would have went more often. I remember I went to the hockey hall of fame when I was a kid maybe like eight or nine, like I was like in cub scouts or something. And I haven't been <laughs> since. And uh, cause up until I forget what year it was, but you didn't even need a passport to go between us and Canada, you could just show your New York driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess you do now. Yeah. Well, I think then they had an enhanced driver's license. I think it has Mm -hmm. like RFID chip in it or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you still can go. It depends on what state you're from because some States don't share their information. Yeah. I got, Um, it's funny. I got a, uh, I got my passport. I, I didn't get an actual passport till I moved to Florida. I never oh, like when I was in the Navy, mm-hmm. you don't you don't need a passport. You just walk off the ship and then like your military ID <laughs> yeah. is your yeah. is your passport. I know when we used to travel, like when we would fly, because um my husband would use his like his US Army backpack. Uh-huh. And it would be like, Oh yeah, come over here. And like we would like skip the line and stuff at the airport. <laughs> Cause he had like all his gear. I don't know. But yeah. Have you uh have you been to Europe or South America or anywhere like that? I've been to Europe. Um in my last year of high school, I, I did a course. I know you're like how, but I actually paid <laughs> to do a course in Europe, like my last high school credit. Um so I spent two weeks in Prague and two weeks in Austria. So yeah. And um, oh cool. I guess I could say I've been to Germany because I flew through Germany, but <laughs> that was just the airport. I was in Germany for a day. It's a long, I was, I was, uh, I had a, I, so my ship was going from Virginia to the Middle East. And then when we passed mm-hmm. Spain, I got really sick. So they took me off the ship and there's a U.S. Navy base in Spain. And I was there mm-hmm. for like two or three weeks. And then I had to fly to the ship. And then I flew from Spain to Frankfurt, Germany. And I had to stay overnight there. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then I flew from Germany to Dubai or something the next day. It was a long flight. Um, yeah. I've been to Hong Kong as well. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, I've been to Italy. Uh, and then, like, in Central America, I've been to Jamaica, I've been to uh, Costa Rica. I haven't traveled much since I've had kids. Let's just say that. 
I know it's funny. I haven't traveled much yeah. since I got out of the Navy and well, I would love to, but now all these crazy COVID restrictions, yeah, COVID you know, restrictions. I don't know. If so what was it like for you? Like, like when COVID first hit like March, April of 2020, mm-hmm. like even in Florida, we had like a little bit of like a so-called lockdown for like basically that spring and a little bit into the summer. And then like, I think September, August, September last year, they like completely opened up. Uh, the st- we don't technically we don't have any restrictions as far as masks or social distancing or capacity or anything like everything. Is, we're, we're wide open. What's the what's it like there? Do they still have you to wear masks in public? Do you have to have um, we still have to wear limited masks. capacity? Yeah, we still have to wear masks. Um, they've lifted capacity limits at restaurants. I don't know about. I actually don't really know <laughs> what the mm-hmm. capacity is like at the grocery stores. Frankly, I don't even think they're counting anymore. I don't find the grocery stores super crowded. Walmart's obviously get really, really busy, but we do have to wear masks indoors. Um, they recommend you wear masks if you're out outside and, in, you know, you can't social distance. They recommend that you wear masks. Um, in the beginning, I will say, like, in the in the beginning, it was, it was really tough because we had to wait in line to get into the store. Uh, Instacart had line bypass, but Corner Shop didn't. Um, a lot of the store employees were really nice. Like a lot of the security was really nice about it. They knew Instacart had, you know, line bypass. So they would give corner shop shoppers line bypass as well, but we technically didn't have it. Um, but it was really, yeah, it was really hard in the beginning because you don't want to wait in line for 40 minutes for a, a small order. Right. So, um, but I will say like in the beginning of the pandemic, Instacart was really amazing. Because they lifted, uh, first of all, there were no ratings. Did you guys have that in, in, in the States where uh, customers couldn't rate you? Um, they gave oh, um, people access to batches. I don't know if that happened down there. They, they just had like a lot of uh, forgiveness. Like, because, yeah, like the first month with like, everybody wants toilet, pipe, toilet paper and toilet paper was sold out everywhere and paper towels and hand sanitizer there's so many batches I had to cancel because like everything they wanted was sold out. So, I mean, I still got my seven bucks, but yeah, they were, they were doing rating forgiveness a lot at the beginning. I wish they, they still did, but. Uh, yeah. I guess that's what it was because I got five star ratings, <laughs> but I didn't get any other ratings. So um, I did get my five stars, but anything for below, I didn't, I didn't see. And um, I remember I made like a thousand dollars in two days because um, I had access to all batches. Right. And because there were no ratings, I probably shouldn't say this publicly. I don't know. (laughs) You know, like sometimes you get a feeling about a customer and you're like, I don't want to follow through with this order. Mm. And you you end up. Okay. I I already started the story, so I might as well finish it. But like, you Mm. know, like, Sometimes like a customer will give me a hard time and I would just, you know, like, I'm like, okay, I, this, I'm going to chop this much of your order and then I'm just going to refund the rest and like deliver it. So like, I don't know, like it was, it was, it was an interesting time. I don't know. It was kind of a glimpse of what it used to be like before. Um, I'm, I'm skeptical about access to batches though. And this is not a popular opinion. 
But Mm -hmm. even when I had poor ratings, I saw good batches. I just had to wait for them. Um, And I I will say that when you, when you don't have a five-star rating, you need to swipe faster. But even right now, like I have a five-star rating right now, I, I see crap batches all the time. So I'm skeptical about whether ratings necessarily affect access to batches. I was I was like this close to being back to 5.0 and then I got like two four stars in a week and I'm trying to like cycle out some old um I, I still have this one star from like a total scammer. We talked about it on my show a few was weeks that ago. The, the the salty X. Yeah, the guy with the flowers. The with, yeah. <laughs> it was clearly a scam. Yeah. And I still have that one. I think it's forgiven. It is forgiven, but it's still on there. I still have to cycle it out because then once I cycle that out, then like, I think there's a three star on there that's active. Then, you know, that that'll be forgiven. And, um, and I, I don't know what it is. All of a sudden customers are like super picky all of a sudden. And uh, uh, something that funny that happened. I, I can't remember if I talked about this on air or not. It, I think I was telling Hannibal this on the uh, Sunday show two or three weeks ago. So I was shopping a triple and the last person ordered flowers and I put, it's so like, I'm trying to unload the cart. And I don't have anywhere to put the flowers. So I put them on top of like the, uh, the soda cooler right next to the, the, the checkout belt, you know? Oh, and then, yeah. And then I you forgot did, to put yeah, them on the belt. Yeah. So like, it's yeah. still on there. It says missing item. And I'm like, well, I can't do fraud on that one. Cause I scanned it in the app mm-hmm. and they got charged for it, but I forgot to give them, you know, it's funny. That's actually the second time in like a year that that's happened. So I'm like, ah, next time, like I put something on top of the cooler, remember to grab it. I wish the cashier would catch it and be like, Hey, is that your flowers up there? I'm like, Oh yes. Thank you. <laughs> that happens all the time. Actually, I used to also check out at Walmart. So um, mm-hmm. if, if I walk away and I leave something behind, they always, they always say, Oh, is that yours? So, Even a big order or just a small order? All orders. I do. You know why? Cause. Mm. Okay. I have respect for everyone at Walmart, so I don't want to like disparage anyone, but (laughs) I pack things a certain way. And sometimes when I use the checkouts, the cashiers are offended when I repack the groceries. Yeah. And then it just starts a thing and it gets weird. And so I just use self-checkout because then I don't have to deal with the drama. (laughs) <laughs> I've actually had associates like chew me out because I repacked the groceries, which do you guys, like, uh, <laughs> do they have the, uh, the plastic gray bags there? Yeah. I actually use this as a, uh, a filter on my desk light here. So it's not so harsh. <laughs> I actually, I, I hate plastic bags. I almost never use them. I try to use paper bags as much as possible, but they don't mm-hmm. have, I, I don't think I've ever seen paper bags at Walmart. Walmart, no, no. I think they're too cheap. I'm surprised. I know Canada is a very green country. I'm surprised they haven't banned plastic bags like in California. And I uh, know if you saw my last story. Like, I'm actually frustrated because um, they decided. I I believe that Uber is deciding to get rid of the paper bags for corner shop. I love the paper bags. I think it keeps things organized and nice and neat. Yeah, they're like boxes essentially. Yeah, but I believe they're switching to compostable t-shirt bags, which is just awful. Like things fall down and no matter how neatly you pack them, they all just all end up catawampus. 
right? So oh, like a uh, like a canvas bag or a tote bag or something. No, or no, it, it's essentially a plastic bag, but it's compostable, right? Oh, uh, okay. I haven't yeah. seen those. Um, I have like a, a a reel on Instagram where I like showed the bag. Um, I don't know if it's a long term thing or if they're just testing it out because they do a lot of these things where they test things out and it's a major failure and they get rid of it. Um, but I mean, financially, I guess it would make more sense because they ship the bags in boxes and right now they can only fit 50 bags per box or yeah, 50 bags per box. And with a, with the compostable t-shirt bags, they can put 2000 per box, right? Wow. So it would save them a lot of money if they were able to ship that many bags at once. So I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes permanent. What's it like? Um, it's funny. You know, I have this this picture behind me here of two feet of snow, but I've never actually um, done Instacart in in snow. I mean, I've done it in plenty of rain. Oh. So what's what's it like doing Instacart and Corner Shop in the winter up there? I love, love, <laughs> love snowstorms. And like, I know everyone that loves me is like, oh, I don't want you to put yourself in danger. But like. Oh, the last snowstorm I worked, it was it was snowing like crazy. The snow was like up to my knees, but like I was seeing like $18 peak boosts. Like I love it. If it's snowing, I'll go, I'll find someone to babysit my kids and I'll go out because all the orders have like peak boosts on them. I don't know now because I do feel like they've oversaturated the market with shoppers. So I'm curious this winter what it's gonna be like. But at mm -hmm. least on Instacart for sure, like for sure, peak boosts like crazy when there's a snowstorm. So I, I will brave the snow and I will go out and, and I will do the deliveries. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. Are you uh, muted? <laughs> yeah, I had to mute my mic because my cat is... He wants to eat because yeah. we just did the stupid daylight savings thing. And he's usually their dinner time would be like right now. Oh, yeah. But we set the clocks back an hour. So He's like, Where's my food? <laughs> I know I hate that. I mean, don't you hate like in the winter when it, the sun sets at like four 30? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's really bizarre now when I'm, when I'm driving home from work, how dark it is when I get home. Whereas like a few Pedro. days ago, it was still daylight out. Right. So <laughs> I don't know if you watched Pedro. He said, Chad, thanks for interviewing new people from all walks of the gig world. <laughs> yeah. There's a, it's funny. I just saw a um, an article on I can't remember if it was Vice or Vox today. I think it was Vox about a uh, delivery driver, like an Uber Eats driver in Singapore, and he like he kind of like live streams his entire shift. I guess like he has like a GoPro on his head or something like that. And it's funny because he was like they're saying that he doesn't show himself on camera, but um, he says like when he makes his deliveries, the customers recognize his voice. I was like, man, I'd love to get that guy on the show. I don't know what the, what the time difference is with Singapore. Actually, I can probably look it up on my uh, my phone here. Singapore, Singapore, Singapore. So it's nine fifty five a.m. tomorrow. So they're yeah, thirteen they're hours ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, the Philippines ahead, of, are ahead as well. So. Hmm. I should have known the answer to that really, but I don't remember. <laughs> Are they doing um, like vaccine passports and all that there? Like you have to yes. show proof of vaccination or. So it's funny because 
the provincial government is a conservative party. And I, I don't know, like, you know how like the conservatives probably see the vaccine passport, but they, they said they weren't going to implement one and then they backpedaled and decided to implement one, but they only implemented it in places for entertainment. So like movie theaters, gyms, places like that, and also restaurants. If you want to sit down and eat at a restaurant, um, you need a vaccine passport. And my my friends and I really like, we find this thing hilarious because you're allowed to go shopping in the mall. So you can walk around the mall, go shopping, whatever. You don't need a vaccine passport. But the moment you decide to sit down in the food court, you need a vaccine passport. So the entire yeah. time that you're walking around the mall, it's fine. But if you sit down, now you need a passport. Um, but you don't need a passport to, you know, go to the grocery store or anything like that. So it doesn't necessarily affect me and what I do. So, yeah, I mean, those illogical, I was dealing that when I was in the Navy all those years. And it's funny when I see stuff like this now, I'm just like, these are so arbitrary rules set by bureaucrats. I have no idea what they're talking about. You know, yeah. um, I mean, we, we could go off on a rant about that forever, but anyway, but um, even like you're not supposed to ask for the vaccine passport if it's for takeout. And on the first day, I know that all the DoorDash um, or the DoorDash Uber Eats and Skip the Dishes drivers were complaining that they had produced passwords to pick up an order, which made absolutely no sense. It wasn't part of the mandate. And also, you're just coming in, you're grabbing the order, and you're leaving. And then, can you imagine, as a gig worker, we like, you know, time is money, right? <laughs> we want to try to do this as fast as possible. So, could you imagine there's like a line? of Uber Eats drivers trying to get in and then they have to show their passport, then they can go get the order and then they can leave. Like just the amount of time that was taking on the first day, you know, like mm -hmm. I wouldn't, cause I don't do Uber Eats. Right. But I would have been so upset. <laughs> I would have probably gotten in trouble. <laughs> yeah. My co-host Hannibal is uh he's in New York city. So, and they have rules like that. I haven't really asked him much about it though. Cause he said like where he is, like nobody's really enforcing it. So it just, I, I guess it just it's, really it's probably like the local mom and pop type shops aren't really they don't really care. It's more like the chains and stuff like that, you know. Well, back to to the mall story. So if you go to the food court, they have it all cordoned off, and they have entrances to the food court, and they have security standing there. You just go up to security, and they'll be like, "Are you going to sit down, or are you just going to buy something?" And you can, I don't do this. So like before anyone criticizes me, I don't do this, but you could just say to them, I'm not going to sit down and they'll let you in to the food court and go buy your food. And then you can sit down. Like mm -hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense, right? It just seems like it's for show, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Your, um, your internet's starting to cut out. It's going slow and choppy oh, now. No. Full it says it was it me? was fine for most yeah i can hear you there was a question you still there i think you froze done that i switched i switched signals is that better uh, okay uh, yeah. i guess we'll find out <laughs> we'll find out yeah there was a question in the uh, chat. I forget where it went. Somebody said, um, can you talk about what it's like being a single mom and a, oh, here it is. 
Any tips for other single mothers like you? I guess like, you know, being a full-time um, mom and a full-time <laughs> gig worker. Um, Like how do you balance everything? I guess like from watching other YouTubers, I do want to point out that I am in a good market, right? Like a lot of people talk about how, you know, your market, it, it really depends on what market you're in. I'm in a good market. Toronto is an amazing market to be in as a gig worker. Um, so because of that, I'm, I'm lucky that I always have access to either batches or some app will give me work. Right. But for me also, because I have a background in business, I've owned businesses in the past, my priorities have kind of shifted um, as important as it is to, to make money and provide for my kids uh, I also want to be able to spend time with them. Like my eldest is 10. You know, I only really have like eight years left with her before she's going to go off to college. So um, what I tell people is to really think about how much time you want to do gig work and then be disciplined about doing it. So the people who know me know I'm very disciplined about work. Like I want to work um, nine to five, Monday to Friday. I want to take my weekends off because I don't have childcare, but also because I want to spend the time with my kids. Um, I take holidays off, same reason. Um, I don't have childcare, but also I want to spend that time with my kids. Also, put a value on your time. It's really important to put a value on your time. Like there's there's a lot of new shoppers. I think they're scared that they're not going to get any work. Um, so they'll just take whatever order comes to them. I don't do that um, because I only have eight hours in a day. I'm very, very picky about which order I'm going to do and what app I'm using. Um, and I don't compromise. So I don't do small orders. I make sure I make as much money as possible per hour. Um, trying to think of what else. It's really addictive when you're in a market as good as mine. It's really addictive. Like it's really easy to be like, oh my God, I can make so much money and just to keep working. And so I always say like, just be disciplined about, not working too much. So A, you don't burn yourself out because your kids need you. Uh, and, and and to also take care of your mental health. Like it's important to to take the days off and spend time with your kids, but also to take care of yourself. Because when I first started, like when I first started Instacart, um, I worked 29 out of 31 days in, in one January, just because I was like, I, I'd never seen like I never had access to, to so much money before. Right. But like, again, like I, I apologize because I'm, I'm in a really good market. Right. So I don't know what it's like for other people, but I remember just being like, Oh my God, I've, I've never been able to make this much money. And yeah. so I was like, I was like working every day, like 29 days. And, um, I, and I, like, I know what you're saying about it being addictive is because like, if you see that payout right there, Yeah, right. There. whereas like if you work an office job or a retail job or something, it's like you just go in and punch a clock and then you don't see your, your money until like two weeks later when you get yeah. a paycheck, you know, and then plus they took taxes out of it and all that too. Um, I'm not sure how yeah. taxes work up there. Um, yeah. Somebody, I think somebody else asked um, like, what's the typical, uh, what's your daily, Take home pay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I have weird feelings about this. Cause like as a vlogger, I want to share, but also like just because of my upbringing, it's so weird to talk about my income. My goal on a daily basis is to make $30 per hour or more. And mm -hmm. I'm usually 
pretty good at making that much. I usually do $30 or more. On my worst days, I make maybe $25 an hour on my worst days. But usually when I average it all out by the end of the week, I, I, I take home about $30 to $45 per hour. It just depends. Yeah. Like this yeah. week was kind of eh. You know? Plus the Canadian dollar, Lacking I think, is a little... The Canadian dollar is a little weaker than the American dollar. Yeah, actually, I, I I did want to say that like when I talk about it's hard to talk about money on an American YouTube channel yeah. because um, even like when I go and I travel to Ohio, right? I notice the difference in the markets too. Like when I'm driving from Toronto to Ohio, like New York is very expensive, Pennsylvania is a little bit cheaper, and Ohio is way way cheaper. Like my money goes a long way in Ohio, right? So when I talk about how much money I make. You have to factor in the exchange rate, but also factor in the fact that the cost of living in Toronto is way higher than, you know, a lot of the, the states. So um, just keep that in mind. Like it, it, it might seem like a lot of money when I'm talking about it, but also things cost more here. So. Mm -hmm. There's another question. How do you measure your day hours since you left home or active hours of the app say? I, I pretty much go by like, from the time I leave the house to the time I come back. Cause even that time sitting around in parking lots doing nothing, I kind of count that as like, like eating into my, my earnings. Like I could be working mm -hmm. right now, but like there's like, I'll have DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart, Corner. I'll have all these apps on and like they're either, there's no orders or there's nothing worth doing. Like, I don't know. These are, um, here's all the apps I have on my phone right now. So Amazon flex corner shop, curry, Deliver that dispatch. Oh, Flex is another one. DoorDash. I, I signed up for Flex a long time ago. I've been wait, waitlisted for so long. And I don't understand why, because they're building they're building buildings all around me. So I don't know why I haven't become a Flex like an Amazon. Oh, on Amazon on Amazon? Yeah. Do they have Whole Foods up there? We do, yeah. Because that, that's know. what I did. Uh, that's what I did today. I did Whole Foods deliveries. Do you just um, pick it up and deliver or do you actually go in and shop it? No, it's it's just delivery only. The the Whole Foods staff shops it and bags it. Mm -hmm. It's and you can make yeah, it's funny because those Whole Foods customers tend to be really good tippers. So mm -hmm. that's another thing I wanted to ask you is like, is your the payout there work similar to how it does here? Like, I don't know what the tipping culture is like in Canada, because like, you know, <laughs> here you know, it's like the, it's almost like 50, 50, if not like 60, 40, like, um, where your income is actually coming at least half of from tips, especially on Instacart because they're just getting stingier and stingier with the payouts, you know, like mm -hmm. it used to be like $7 for like 10 items. And then after every item they would add like a buck or two. And now it's like, I've seen, I've seen like on UDM's channel, he'll show crazy and there's whole Instagram accounts dedicated to this, like terrible, terrible payouts of like, you know, a hundred something items, but it's only going like half a mile. So it pays out like $7 and change. That's it's pretty clear crazy. that the, uh, the Instacart algorithm, it, it definitely, it favors distance over like, Oh, you can drop a million items in five minutes, you know? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, like how does it how does it work up there? Do you have like a guaranteed hourly wage or is it just you know order to order? So I have then... a buddy who does mostly Instacart and he has had nothing but guarantees for the last few weeks. I don't know how he has great Instacart guarantees. And so he's been making bank the last couple of weeks. The last Instacart guarantee I had was 
$56 for six orders, which. Well, yeah, that's just the base pay though. Order. Yeah, I know, but still it's, it's pretty bad for me, <laughs> but in terms of tips, mm-hmm. I would say like, I only get maybe like, maybe like 26%, 25, really? 26% in tips. Yeah. Most corner shop orders don't have tips. I don't know. It depends on the day. I'll have like a day where like nobody tips. And I'll have a day when everybody tips. I'll have a day when <laughs> half of the people tip. Like, I don't know. It's, it's very inconsistent. Instacart though. I mean, Instacart, the orders are sitting there, right? No tip, no service. Yeah. That's my philosophy. No tip, no trip. Yep. Yeah. Are so, Canadians a stingy tippers in general or decent tippers uh, or generous tippers? I would say that the tippers make up for those that don't tip. Like today yeah. I had a really, really, really good tip. And that was a big chunk of, of my tips for the day. Um, yeah. Although like sometimes I'll get those people that tip like a dollar and you're like, thank you, but why? I, don't understand. <laughs> like, you know? I could see if it was like a DoorDash order or something, you know, but yeah, even a dollar. Unless, do, you unless- agree, do you agree with this idea? Like I've been seeing this float around on the internet where people are saying that, you know, we deserve higher tips than say like someone who just goes to Uber Eats, picks it up and drops it off because we're doing more work. Yeah. Cause yeah. We're- that's what all, but have you know, do you notice that? Like they, a lot of people are saying that, they seem to tip us less, even though we're full service shoppers and we're doing the entire job. Yeah, that's because Instacart has the default tip set to only five percent, which is like nothing. Like mm-hmm. when I if I buy something on, uh, like if I buy pizza on Uber Eats, like you go through the whole checkout process, and then at the end it'll actually it's just like as if you were in a restaurant. It'll say fourteen percent, sixteen percent, eighteen percent, twenty percent. Like what? How much do you want to tip your driver? You know, and I'll usually, I usually tip about $4, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause most of the, most of the places I order from are actually fairly close to me. Like I could go get it myself. No problem. Um, I, it's funny. I have all these, um, promotions on Uber eats. Like if you spend me you know, too. Say like $10 <laughs> off $25 or You're more. always sending me coupons. It's yeah. Funny. And like, I'll buy, I'll usually buy enough. Like I usually, and then I, it's funny. I mostly just buy it through Seven Eleven, and I'll just get like beer and junk food, you know. <laughs> oh, speaking of of tips and alcohol, though, I I will say, alcohol customers are very good tippers. Like people who order alcohol, they um, I used to do Runner. It's um, it's an app that they call it convenience delivery. Like it's, it's sort of a little bit more expensive than say Instacart or quarter shop, but we mostly did alcohol deliveries. Um, and I would say like, if I did nothing but runner all day, I would maybe get one person who didn't tip. Like not only do alcohol customers tip, but they tip really well. <laughs> um, I noticed that. Like, I feel like drinkers have like an etiquette about tipping. <laughs> I, don't know. I think Canadians are known as like pretty heavy drinkers. Are we? I thought we were known as like heavy pot users. (laughs) (laughs) Like something like 60% of Canadians. Well, before it was legalized, like something like 60% of Canadians smoke pot. I I would think it'd be higher now that it's legal. So, oh, it's totally legal there now. Like you can just walk into a dispensary and buy some. And buy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, In Florida, we have medicinal. It's not for casual use yet. 
but hopefully no, the sensory is everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> That's how it is. Like in, I think California and Colorado, Massachusetts, a lot of blue States have that, which is like the only free thing that they do there. The um, Uber CEO was saying that he would be open to the idea of pot delivery. I'm curious, like, yeah, it's just until they decriminalize it at a federal level, like it's, you know, it's actually, I think like I have a friend in Pennsylvania that does weed delivery, but it's like, it's just a, it's it's a local company everything has to deal in cash. They can't do credit cards or checks or anything. That's right, because there are banks that don't want to. They don't want to get involved in the industry. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same here. Some of the credit card companies too. It's see, that's another thing that's different about our system versus in America. Like we pretty much have like five major banks. I know it probably wouldn't work, but like, have you ever tried turning on your Instacart app when you're in Ohio? Oh no, no, it doesn't work. I have tried it; it doesn't work. Okay, but oddly enough, is it meet up with? uh, you ever watch Nugs? He's in uh, Dayton. Yeah. And uh, and um, Driving Addict, he's in Dayton too. You, you should meet up with those guys, do a ride along with them. <laughs> no, but I glitched out one time and I was getting like guarantees for New York, for Buffalo, because mm-hmm. I drive through Buffalo. But like, I, I can't see orders when I'm in Buffalo. So I'm like, why do I have guarantees for Buffalo? Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like if yeah. I go to my parents' house for Christmas or actually, I go in the summer now. Because their mm-hmm. house is like so poorly insulated, it's always, it's always cold. It's like sixty five, maybe, you know. Yeah. And just like you have to wear a hoodie and like shoes and slippers the entire time, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I can deal with the heat, you know. Because I was there, I was there this past July, and I like my mom's like, "You want to turn the AC on?" I'm like, "No, I'm fine like this." You know, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm I've been living in Florida for you know five years now. So I can deal with the heat. It just Do the you heat just bundle up in the wind. Oh no, because you're in Florida. Sorry, that doesn't make any sense. That question doesn't make sense. No, because I don't bundle up, and like everyone makes fun of me when I show up to work because, like, I park in the parking lot. The door is right there, and once I'm in the store and I'm running around and picking yeah. stuff up, I start sweating like crazy, and so I just don't bother wearing yeah, like that too. Like I wouldn't I, like. It, Maybe you're getting up at like, you know, four, you know, real early in the morning and your car is ice cold. Like yeah. I, when I used to go to the gym, like I would wear like shorts and then unless it was really cold, like I would wear like sweatpants over them. And when I got to the gym, I'd just take the sweatpants off, mm-hmm. but I would just wear like a hoodie. And then like, you know, then while I was wiping all the snow off the car or scraping the ice off, you know, the car is warming up and I get in the car. I, that's something I never like. Yeah, something I even as a kid I was like that. I was like, I'm gonna wear a jacket from my warm house to the warm car to warm school. <laughs> you know, like it, only if you're gonna be outside for a long time is like when I really need a jacket. You know, like I don't do you ski. I don't ski, but you know, yeah. Um, like when we were kids and you go sledding. You know, like it's anywhere where you know you're gonna be outside for all day in the cold. Um. And when I was in the Navy, it was the worst, you know, when you have to, when you're on a watch outside and it's, especially when you're at sea level and it's yeah. a wicked breeze, you know? Did so, you ever go to the Philippines when you were in the Navy? Because the, no. the U.S. Navy had a huge presence in the Philippines. Well, that's in the Pacific. And I was, I was on the Atlantic side. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I would just <laughs> see the, the U.S. Navy everywhere. 
Yeah, they used to have a, a Navy base there, but I think they kicked them out mm-hmm. like in the 80s or something. Yeah, but my favorite was like they used to have these these cars, but they were also boats. <laughs> like, <laughs> had, and they had them paint, they had faces like painted on them and stuff. Um, when I was a kid, I loved them. <laughs> when's the last time you were back in the Philippines? Oh, when I left like, when I was eight. So like, uh, okay. I haven't been back. Yeah. They've had harsh, harsh COVID restrictions there. Did you hear about that? No, I haven't really been. Uh, yeah, I haven't really been up, like up, keeping up with the news of, on the Philippines. Yeah. Anyway, the so fact that Manny Pacquiao is like the boxer is yeah. running for president. That's about as much news. It, we're we're kind of winding down. So if you guys have questions for uh, Precious, let it, let me know now. Um, somebody said, "Can you do a quick re?" Well, that was from like half hour ago. Sorry, I just now saw that. Um, oh. He said, "Can you do a quick recap?" And this was like from a half hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Of what?" <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, you can catch the catch the show on the replay, or yeah. subscribe to the audio podcast on every audio podcatcher. Mm-hmm. So, I will this this show will be up at midnight, and you can download it on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, whatever wherever you get your podcasts. But also, um, like, I, I'm mostly active on Instagram. So if you guys want to follow me, it's at the yeah. Precious Mama on Instagram. Oh, um, and I haven't really been, I haven't really been posting these. If you think she should get on TikTok, on. let her know. I know. I, mean, like, I just can't figure out, like, do I hashtag? I don't, this is going to make me sound so old. <laughs> like, <laughs> do I put hashtags? Do I, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, do I, it just seems like people are just, there's trends and that's what people do. Yeah. And I don't know. I I, I'm not I don't really get the appeal of TikTok. It's like <laughs> super short attention span theater, you know. Yeah. What, do you we're actually... talking about how there was like a video of somebody like slightly opening their door and there was a coffee and that thing had like I know millions of views. That's on on our Sunday show. We always try to cover the uh, whatever the viral TikTok related like DoorDash. Like one we're gonna have on this Sunday show is like a. DoorDash driver arguing with a Taco Bell employee, like on the the through the drive through, and it's only like seventeen seconds. I'm like, it's only like a million views. I'm like, it's not funny. How do you react when you open an order and there's like common sense instructions on it? I'm only asking because we were talking about the door and that's yeah. a common sense thing, right? So, do you feel like this customer is a Karen, or do you feel like they probably just had a bad shot? It depends. <laughs> Cause like I, I see that a lot, like on milk, it'll say, please check expert, get the freshest. And I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, or for yeah. eggs, it'll say, make sure there's none cracked, you know? Um, it, if it's just one note on one item, then I don't think much of it, I'm but then torn. you get those, those, um, anal retentive customers that every single item has a note on it. Yeah. <laughs> I had like, I had a person order all produce and every single, every single one now on the corner shop app, the instructions pop up and you have to mark it red or you can't continue. And that's mm. really, really frustrating. So I had a customer that had a note in every single one. And it was like, make sure the tomato is hard and has no holes. And then, sorry to be inappropriate. It's not my words, but like on the cucumber, it was like, pick the biggest and the hardest. It was like, okay. And then, like, it was just every single produce item had a note like that. And I was like, I, I wanted to cancel the order, but I just endured it. Um, and they ended up tipping really well. So I was kind of like, did they just get a bad shopper or? Like, I think that's, I think that's what happens though, because 
if the customers have had bad experiences before, mm-hmm. and especially especially here in Florida, you know, there's a lot of immigrants who don't speak English, and um, like there's a language barrier, obviously. Like they just, you know, so they're doing like the bare minimum effort, and like they can barely read the app, you know. Although actually, you can get Instacart in Spanish, you know, or like just whatever your phone, like you can actually change the language of your phone to Spanish or Portuguese or whatever language you speak, you know, it, it should auto translate everything for you. I didn't know that. That's, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess that would make sense, but you know, um, for people who are watching majority of these songs on corner shops where people are, they're in Latin America. So I know like a lot of um, my fellow gig workers who speak Spanish, they will speak to support in Spanish. So huh. something to keep in mind. Um, yeah. Oh, but you know what? Actually, something I just thought about when you were talking. Um, so when we used to do mentoring, because we weren't allowed to call it training, um, that was one of the things that we watched out for was uh, their ability to communicate, um, whether, they, you know, their comprehension skills and things like that. And now that we've gotten rid of training, I am concerned Um you know, like there's nobody there to vet the shoppers. So I'm curious, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't really see a lot of post sales on Instacart, but on corner shop, we do post sales. So when someone royally messes up an order, <laughs> we will find a veteran shopper to reshop the order. Like it's been so bad that I once reshopped 30 items. Like this person's entire order was messed up and I was sent to reshop like 30 items. Right. And I just feel like now that we've gotten rid of training, I'm going to see a lot more of that. And it's it's a little frustrating for me as well. Right. Because first, you don't know that it's a post sale until you open up the order. And then once you open up the order, you're dealing with a customer who's already frustrated and upset. And, and then it's your job to clean up the mess. It's happened to me on Instacart. It's fairly rare. Like if you if you go into the chat and it, the order had been shot by another shopper, the chat will still be there. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. This and happened to me. Things and you're like, I can't believe you said that to the customer. Like, yeah. I, I there was one I did. It was a long time ago. I think it was it was pre COVID. This lady, she must have had like some kind of OCD or manic depressive something mentally off on her. She wanted to be called after like any single item that was replaced or re, you know, and like the, the 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 dude before me didn't do it. And, um, like she kept messaging me between every single item. She's like, can you take a picture of it? I want to see it. And like, or she wanted like, no. you know, to keep our, um, insulated bags in the wagon while we were shopping. I'm like, okay, this person's clearly a nut. Sorry, but it would have canceled that. Yeah. And actually no, I she... get a feeling that it's going to be difficult. I would just cancel it and move on to another order. Yeah. It just, well, it's, it, it's better if the customer cancels it because if you cancel it, then it affects your cancellation rate. And uh, actually, for a while there, my cancellation rate was really high out of stuff that was completely out of my control because the Instacart app was such a piece of shit. It would crash. There was so many, or actually, maybe it was uh, bots stealing the batches. There was so many times where I was on my way to the store, I get to the store, and you get that message across the top of your screen that says, canceling batches affects your blah, blah, blah. Really? And, uh, yeah. Like, it never happened to me. I, I don't know if it was if it's bots stealing the batches. I've heard I don't know how true it is, but I've heard that until you actually swipe to start shopping, somebody with a bot can still steal your batch. Not sure why oh. they wouldn't want to take these crappy Aldi. Do you guys have Aldi in Canada? 
No, but I've been to Aldi's and I imagine if I moved to the U.S., I would not want to shop at Aldi's. Isn't it? It's just like one route. It's pretty much like a one-way store and there's only like either the store it's a very, and then one popular. It's a limited store. selection, but yeah. I, actually I shop at, I never shopped at Aldi until I started doing Instacart. And because there's an Aldi like right around the corner from where I live, like a mile, mile and a half down the road. And actually, I just went there today. I it was the Midwest the, thing. I didn't know they had them down there in Florida. No, they're, I think they're in 40 states. They're in, they're, they're pretty popular. Hmm. Um, like they don't have, well, they do have bags there, but they charge, they want you to bring your own bag, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to bag yeah. everything yourself. Like to get a shopping cart, you got to put a quarter in and then bring it back. And, they do a lot of stuff to like really save money. And like actually, the stuff there actually is really cheap compared to like Publix or Winn-Dixie. And the quality I find is, is pretty good except for the produce. The produce at Aldi is pretty lousy. Maybe it's regional. Maybe they have different suppliers because in Ohio, I bought Turkey bacon and I bought beef Turkey, the mm -hmm. Aldi brand. And it was awful. <laughs> like, oh really? Awful. <laughs> like never. Aldi. <laughs> Plus they have the uh, the Aldi Fines aisle, which is kind of like a little big lots. You know, it's all um, what do they call it, like oversold or uh, uh, mm. markdown stuff, closeout stuff, where they get from some supplier from another store. So a lot of times you'll see brand name stuff in the Aldi Fines aisles, and it's like as cheap, if not cheaper, than like at a conventional supermarket. You know. Um, the only brand name that they really care there is they carry like Coke and Sprite. And um, I think that's about it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's good for like meat. Um, I mean, it's good for everything. Before Especially, know, oh, you know, they have a specialty cheese there. I don't know if you like cheese or not. But, I do, yeah. Yeah. Do you you get, have, um, how is your market? I'm just curious. Like, do you see a <laughs> batches or like what is uh, Orlando is pretty terrible right now. Like if I open up the queue, it's like mostly empty all the time. It's like the only way to make money on Instacart now is just like, is to do Instacart exclusively, which was an experiment I was doing like a month ago. Um, I was doing like nine to six Monday through Friday and you'll sit there and just watch the queue and like, something decent will pop up every once in a while. And then something like really good will pop up. Even if you have a lousy rating, it's just about kind of playing the waiting game and watching the queue. Because like, if you're multi-apping and like, you only get a chance to check the Instacart queue every once in a while, there's not, there's not going to be anything in there unless you're really, really lucky. Amazon flex works in the same way. Like where, um, like, cause they drop blocks or shifts. I was going to say they drop blocks though. Right. Yeah. So. But you have to, you have to constantly, you have to constantly watch and refresh, and actually, which is why people buy bots for Amazon. And not like, I, but now Amazon they started a, a rewards program thing, which I really like. So it's like the the more work you do, you get points, and then when you get points, you level up, and then like they'll start to offer blocks to you, so you don't have to go in and and, and refresh the queue. So and like you'd also put your preferred, <clears throat> like some people like doing package delivery. Some people like doing, I like doing whole foods. I almost never do package delivery with Amazon flex anymore because the warehouses are like, there's two of them ones and they're both an hour in the opposite direction. And you only make $18 an hour. So I can walk to one of the warehouses. It's so close to my house. Yeah. Well, the thing about, about Amazon, it is a gamble because sometimes you get really lucky. Like you pick up a, like a three, three and a half, four hour block. And they only give you like a handful of packages and you knock it out in like an hour or two. 
but that doesn't always happen. Like maybe in the summer, not so much like now, like with Christmas coming up, you know, although there was a time, man, it was like three years. Yeah. It was the Christmas of 2018. There's a, when the Daytona beach, Amazon warehouse opened every single day, there would blocks drop for like two o'clock in the afternoon. You'd go up there and there was no packages. So I'd drive all the way up there, get paid $54 and then drive home. It was awesome. Wow. So do you think it's oversaturation? Yeah, especially. Yeah, it was fine before COVID, but actually Instacart, they used to have a thing on there where you, when you check your, uh, your metrics, like you check your speed and it would actually show you your, like they had like a leaderboard where it would say, yes, yeah, your rank. Be a leaderboard. yeah, I remember that. They haven't had that in, I haven't like that today, like maybe once a year. For like a day, like a few weeks yeah. back, and then it was gone the following day. I think they had it like on Valentine's Day this year, and because like if you if you well, I don't know if you're in any Reddit or Facebook groups, mm-hmm. um, as soon as they happen, like you'll see it, like oh my god, the leaderboard's back, and it's nice because you can <laughs> no. see you can see the how big your queue uh, or your how many shoppers are in your zone. Because yeah. when I first started, it would say. I think it was like less than 200 shoppers in my zone. My zone is huge. My zone is like, well, as far as the geographic space, it's like the size of Delaware or something. Well, I mean, not that big, but it's, it's pretty big. And like, so pre COVID it was like under 200. And then I remember it started like 2019 started creeping up to like little 300, 350 and then COVID hit. And then I didn't like we didn't have the leaderboard for a long time. And then it came back. I remember seeing it once. It was like over eight hundred, maybe nine hundred. Wow. So like, yeah, my zone had yeah. like at least doubled, time, if not tripled. The last time it came up, it was something like six hundred shoppers. And when I first started, it was something like ninety or something mm. like that. So it's a huge, huge difference. And they used to have a map that would show the the barriers of the zone. I don't even know why they bother having zones anymore if you don't know where the the, where the zones are yeah, right? yeah. They, got rid of the, they got rid of the maps yeah that's true but they don't even care about zones now like they but i don't know if you guys get this but i've seen deliveries that are like there's the store the stores in downtown toronto and the delivery is like 60 kilometers north which yeah makes those? i see that for costco mostly but i want to know who takes those yeah, I don't think anybody. Well, and it's funny. There's a there's an Instacart shopper I follow in Alaska, and she'll she'll post screenshots of that too. Of like you know these ridiculous long distance driving orders. But I mean, it's like the only Costco. I mean, it's like they're in Alaska in the wilderness. Yeah. You know. Oh, I know. actually, I do want to say like um, for the American shoppers, maybe American corner shoppers who are like watching my videos and they're like, I only see one batch or whatever for a corner shop. Um, I was talking to someone in the office and they were telling me that just because there's so many more Americans versus Canadians, they were expecting a huge boom in business. And so they were onboarding like a thousand shoppers a day, but this is across America, right? Like across all the States. So they were onboarding something like a thousand shoppers a day. And then it just got to a point where there's, there were more shoppers than there were orders. And so if you are in an area where you're like not seeing a lot of orders, um, that's probably why. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll, I'll get, it's funny. My phone, even if I'm not signed into corner shop, especially like right around this time of night, it'll say we have a 1.8 multiplier, you know, or 2.6, like some, it, it would be great, but like, you know, it's always like seven, eight, nine o'clock at night. 
And I'm like, you know, I, I'm usually a couple beers deep at that point. I'm like, I'm not going back out at this hour, you know? I um, believe when they throw those out, there is an mm-hmm. order, a very small order that nobody's taking. And they're just trying to get that one order shopped. Yeah. But it sometimes backfires because they'll throw out like a 2.5 multiplier and they're trying to get this order shopped. But then like a big order pops up and that mm-hmm. ends up getting the multiplier as well. So I've left, I, I've, I've gotten some good orders doing that, but mm-hmm. I, I late at night, I don't think it's worth logging on because they're just trying to knock out those last, last orders before the stores close. You know, so I didn't even ask you any of my standard gig tuber questions. Oh, no. I forgot. I wanted to ask what kind of car do you drive? I, Oh, that's a funny story. I drive a 2017 Hyundai Tucson. Um, I don't know if you know that Hyundai has all those major engine problems and I was one of the lucky <laughs> people Who's it's engine SUV, died while I was on the freeway with my kids in the backseat and my car, my engine crapped out and I had to roll to a stop to the side of the road and there was no shoulder. I was one of those people. <laughs> so um, I have a new engine in my car, but uh, so far so good. Um, Do you put snow you know, tires and cold. chains on it in the winter? Or uh, <laughs> I have tires? a drive, so I, I haven't put snow tires on this, but I, I used to have a Ford Escape and I put Ford, uh, put snow tires on that. So the thing about Toronto, Toronto, like, gets it, it, the weather misses Toronto. I don't know why. Like, all around Toronto, we'll get all the heavy snowstorms and Toronto doesn't get it. But it takes forever to just clear out the roads because there's so many people in the small area Toronto's not small but I'm just saying it's there's a lot of people that live in Toronto and the roads don't get cleared um I I mean I'll have to see how it is this winter uh but it is tough to do deliveries um in Toronto sometimes just because they don't get plowed and people park on the streets because they don't have garages and do you have a commodity in Toronto do you have a dash cam in your car no I don't I probably Uh, should get one yeah but Everybody should. It doesn't matter. Even if you don't do gig work just for like insurance reasons. And also, I mean, if you want to make, it's good for like, for me, a lot of, if you watch any of my ride along vlogs, a lot of that footage is off the dash cam. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess mm. that would, yeah. The dash cam I use is really expensive though. But, um, I mean, a, a cheap dash cam is better than no dash cam at all. Are there any standard questions you want to ask me before we go? Uh, best, <laughs> best and worst uh, public restrooms best or washroom. Wash- well, the best would probably be Walmart, and the staff know that really? they actually use the Walmart. They are disgusting. <laughs> no, they just renovated, and they have a clean team, and like they're always cleaning the washrooms. So I'm actually pretty impressed. But I will say, some of the associates, and I know who they are, they don't flush. <laughs> they, don't, they don't clean clean the seat. I don't know if they know that I know who they are. The worst washroom has to be like a Staples. There was a Staples at Steels and Young Street, um, which is like the border of Vaughn and Toronto. And I went in there and I don't know what happened, but they had a sign explaining to people what goes in the trash and what goes in the toilet and what doesn't go in the toilet. They had like a sign, but like it was a mess. It was disgusting in there. I don't know. But I also don't do staples orders anymore, so I don't have to go there. Hmm. So <laughs> I've done like maybe two staples orders ever. Once was like a somebody ordered like a monitor or something, and I had to have them like sign my phone when I delivered it. Oh, my biggest fraud claim was from Staples. It was a Fitbit. Hmm. Oh, I should tell you that yeah. story. Oh man. Okay, so. I get this guy, he orders a Fitbit and he wants me to deliver it to the public library 
So right away I was like, this is fishy. So I got, I, I got the Fitbit. I took photos of it. I asked him to confirm in chat that this was the correct item. He was satisfied with the item. And I told support, this guy wants me to meet him in a public place. Is that cool with you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You're not doing anything wrong. So I show up, I get to the library. The guy's like under a camera. He's got a hoodie on and a hat and he's like being really shifty. So I like message support again. I'm like, I'm telling you, this guy's really shifty. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go through with the order. And they're like, it's okay. You haven't done anything wrong. So I go up to him. I take a photo of the item with him. I ask him to confirm in chat that it's not damaged, that it's the correct item, which by the way, he tipped me real. There was a huge tip on it was one item, right? Like I, I don't do small orders. So the fact that I took this, it was a huge tip. Um, but he's like, yeah, yeah, everything's great. He confirmed it in chat. He, he acknowledged that everything was good. And the next day he said that I damaged it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, was it a uh, Instacart or corner shop? Instacart. Yeah. Okay. But I covered, I covered my ass. Right. So, yeah. Do you have I that? Knew, uh, I knew, like from the get go, there was a shifty, shifty. That timestamp camera yeah. app. I highly recommend that. I take yeah, a picture every drop off. Yeah. With that GPS camera, even you know, if they I say know, hand it to me. I I have a lot of like. There's some people that I that, that do gig work at the Walmart that I work at, and I know that there's always that one order where you're like, "It's okay, I want to take the photo," and that's always the order that gets you deactivated. Because <laughs> that's what happened to to one of the Instacart shoppers at the store I work at. It was like mm-hmm. the one order she didn't take a photo, and that person reported the whole order missing, oh, and that's already that deactivated. Yeah. So. Well, that seems like a, a great place to end. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so um, just take photos of everything. I actually, I even take photos inside bags on Instacart orders because I don't trust Instacart customers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just take a picture of the delivery. I mean, if they're going to say that a certain item is missing or damaged, like I don't think you can take a picture of every single item and then send it to Instacart, and they're not going to do anything about it. True. By the time they do it, you've already worked off the bad rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've heard people they'll get emails from like uh, some problem they had like six months ago, and they said, "Hey, that that order has been resolved or forgiven or whatever." And it's like, that was like six months ago, you know, cycled out 10 times since then, you know. But I also don't understand the things people claim. Like, oh, I know. like, like um, I had one where the person was like, oh, my jello was missing. <laughs> it's like a dollar. Like, how cheap are you? Yeah. Or my ramen was missing, which is like 30 cents. You know, like, <laughs> I don't understand. I think people claim the, uh, they buy like the really expensive tuna. And like they'll claim that it was damaged. I'm like, how is a freaking can of tuna damaged? You know, it's in that freak. <laughs> I do take photos of high ticket items. Um, organic salmon is a big one. Like organic salmon, a piece of organic salmon could be like 50 bucks. Mm, so I will yeah. take a photo of it. So that if they're ever like, oh, like she put in the weight wrong or something like that, I'll be like, no, here's a photo of the item with the. Do you have a. Custom messages that you send to your customers, like when you're starting a shop or when you're on your way to make the delivery and stuff like that? Uh, for Instacart, I think it says something like, hi, my name is Precious. I'm dropping your order today. Um, I, I work to give you a five-star service. Yes. Yeah, um, I don't have like the ratings, but I kind of imply it. And I'll just say, like, uh, please monitor for changes in the app. You can approve them. Like, kind yeah, of I'm, I'm, I'm like that, too. And if I have a face-to-face handoff, um, I'll actually say, can you please rent me five stars? It really helps. And they're like, okay. 
and I have a message when I'm when it says before I leave, I wanted to say, uh, actually, I probably bring it right up, but um, you know, please, please rate me five stars. I, I, I know they're they're piloting a thumbs up, thumbs down system, which actually I think yeah, it's better. My, my buddy's on a thumbs up, thumbs down system, and I'm on the rating system, and it drives me crazy. But he, I don't know. Like we would be, we'll be standing at the Walmart at the same Walmart, and we don't see the same bashes. Yeah, I have a five star nobody, rating. He's at eighty six percent right now. Eighty six percent thumbs up, and like I don't get it. Actually, eighty six percent is pretty bad. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, he 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 makes more money than me though. Yeah. So figure that one out. Have a five star rating. Yeah. He is eighty six percent, but he makes more money. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I believe All this whole right. ratings thing matters. I don't know. <laughs> Well, we're going we're going really long. If you want to um, be on the Sunday news show with me and Hannibal, just let me know. I mean, it doesn't no. have to be this Sunday, whenever you want. We're, we, we're always looking for a third. We've never had a woman. We've had a few guys like Brian and Steve. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you ever want to be on the Sunday show, let me know. Yeah, I don't mind. I do. We just have to figure out what to do with my kids. <laughs> uh. Because they'll, they'll be like running around in the background, jumping on the bed. Yeah. And, I just put them in front of the TV, you know. <laughs> I know, right? Stick them in front of the TV. All right. Well, I got links to uh, Precious's Instagram and YouTube um, and Facebook. You have a Facebook page on there, too. I put that uh, in the description below. So if you guys watch all the way to the end, you are awesome. Thanks for watching. Thank Check out her channel. And I will be back on Sunday. So all right. thanks a lot. Bye. Bye, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Chad will be back Sunday with his co-host Hannibal, discussing the latest news, trends, and viral posts from the delivery and rideshare sectors of the gig economy. Until then, keep hustling.